Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 978, December 12th, 2022. 53 degrees on this day back in 1968, and 15 below on this day in 1879. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I have an author's corner admission to make. I'm assembling a pretty extensive author's corner. Oh, you're reminding me. Yes. A roundup of what I've been reading, and uh, I need some help. <laughs> okay. Uh, Obviously, you haven't, but you've read Cormac McCarthy? The Road. You read The Road. Uh, did you read? Yeah, I read That's The Road. It. That's the only one I've read. All right. His newest one is called The Passenger. Yeah. Now, he's 89 years old. Oh. And, which I think is neither here nor there. It has nothing to do with it. Well, but that's impressive. That he's, he's still, still working. Turning yeah. him out. That's yeah. awesome. And this book is so dark and so heavy that I think I might abandon it. A reading had, should be, shouldn't reading be a respite at the yeah, end of the day? Yeah. Shouldn't reading be something that leaves you with reason? It even be a thriller and a, well, a detective book, but not if it upsets and you. And that's why The Road was such a struggle for oh, me. Oh, you had to read it, it in daylight. It was wonderful writing, but yeah. man, oh man, it hits you hard. Because of the amount of news that we consume daily and how dreadful that happens to be, I... I can relate. That, I would not want to do that in my spare time. For the first time in my life, I had to go to the Google and explore if anyone was attempting to explain the italic, the italicized chapters in The Passenger, which it turns out are the hallucinogenic uh, visions of the main character's sister. Oh. And the premise is pretty cool. The main character is a salvage diver, and he and his team uh, salvage dive a passenger jet uh, it, that crashed in the uh, Gulf just off Louisiana, and nine bodies are still strapped into their seats, Ooh. but one person's missing. Oh. And took the flight, the black box. What? And now this main character, I take it, uh, he's already been visited once. I take it he's going to be visited again by unidentified authorities who keep wanting him to, to revisit this trip to the submerged plane and explain what the hell happened. And, and, uh, and then, you, then you get to an italicized chapter, which is this guy's sister. And he, she is uh, entertaining the uh, thalidomide kid who comes in with, you know, horses and minstrel shows. And it's just the goddamnedest thing. I don't think I can read it. But, I think I have to pass. But because I'm 75 pages in and I see no hope for myself. Because the curiosity always gets the best of you. Is that your nature? With, what do you mean? With reading? 
to can, turn. Can, can you simply just give up? Have you done it before? Probably not. That's what I'm wondering. Because I know a, you, you won't be able to help yourself. Well, and he's such a man of letters. I feel somewhat uh, pathetic saying, I, I can't read this. Well, uh, no, I don't have any problem admitting that. Um, pension is one of them. There's only one Thomas Pension book. I've I, been I able. don't think I've read him. Yeah. Pension, P-Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same with uh, Faulkner. Uh, I, I have the same problems yeah. with uh, William Faulkner. I, I guess I just I just don't know what to do unless I make it a day-only book that I read. Okay. I make this about the author, and it's usually, this guy is a pompous ass. You know, I blame. I, I put. I'm not going to blame him. I put my stupidity <laughs> yeah. on his shoulders. It's his fault. Yes. I can't understand yes. Yes. it. That's exactly. The yeah. road, yeah. no country for old men. Uh, fabulous stuff. And but even the road was difficult to read at night. Oh, it's depressing. And the no country for old men was so dark and evil. I didn't oh. read it. Great film. Uh, oh. I had trouble with the movie, boy. Ooh. Oh my God! How did you have trouble? The movie was brilliant. Yeah, Javier Bardem. Weapon was what a, a gas, it's like some kind of air gun it, it, gas thing. Yeah. God Almighty! Yeah, no. And he flips just the quarter. The random killing. I, I just it was just. Well, too maybe much some GLers uh, who study Cormac will will email me and tell me to carry on or give up. Uh, hail the flashlight king! Hail you! I am quite surprised at your outrage. With a Charlie Brown Christmas, especially at your intimation that the reason it isn't on TV is because of Linus's biblical recitation. How wrong you are. You should embrace why it is not on broadcast TV, considering your love of capitalism. In October 2020, Apple TV Plus acquired exclusive rights to all Peanuts-related media. Under the terms of the agreement, Apple TV Plus must make a Charlie Brown Christmas and two other holiday specials, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, available for free on the platform during a three-day window. The window for a Charlie Brown Christmas will be December 22nd through December 25th. Get the kids from your kids you used to have to show you how to log in and quit whining. (laughs) I'm surprised there wasn't any winging for the other whining, winging, he spelled for the other two specials. Maybe you don't really care about poor old Charlie Brown, Steve and Howard Lee. Okay, I felt justified. I can't log into the damn Apple thing. Um, my distaste for Charlie Brown, I felt justified when I saw a Super Seventies tweet, either yesterday or this <laughs> yes. morning, uh, just ripping Charlie Brown for n- always being the pitcher right. and always getting dusted. Right. Yeah. That made me feel good. Although the other ones were available because I believe we recorded them in my house, the other uh, yearly you know specials. What? It's, it's, You're good? It's okay. Okay. I got a lot of pushback. Not a lot, but I got some pushback on uh, Kirsten Cinema. I believe I was hailing her transformation to an independent. Oh, right. And holding out hope that that would mean something. And I've got a couple of emails, including, Joe, you've probably read the various takes over the weekend on why Kirsten Cinema jumped ship from the Democratic Party, so I'll keep this brief. She is a politician, and her goal is to stay in office as long as possible. I believe a more cynical approach to this situation is warranted. Her goal for this move was purely political, not ideological. Yeah, she did vote with Biden 93% of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I will agree that 
based upon voting data, Cinema is slightly more moderate Democrat than many. She still voted with Biden greater than 90% of the time, according to Jessica Tarlov, a Dem strategist. So why then did she bail? Because she has occasionally bucked the party line, whether that was based on beliefs or a power play is debatable, and her Dem overlords were likely planning to primary her and place a more suitable candidate in that seat. As an independent, she no longer faces the threat of losing a primary to a more radical challenger. She can run on her existing name recognition and doesn't need the party to get elected like a newer person would. She also knows that if the Dems try to run a challenger against her and a Republican, a three-way race would likely guarantee the Republicans a win as Cinema and her challenger would split the Dem vote. As for her op-ed, the words were great. They are true and exactly what all of us wanted to hear, which is the point. A good politician understands that their job is to make it easy to vote for them and difficult to vote for their opponent. Those words were very appealing to those of us longing for sanity. Unfortunately, those words were also the thing she needed to say to cover up her true motivation for the switch to stay in office. While I would love to believe this was a great ideological turning point, I'm afraid the truth is this was just good old politics for cinema. Good luck to us all. Dave, recent Minnesota expat, now living in free rural Wisconsin. Probably right, huh? Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, now I want to go to... He, he brought up a point. So she'll split the vote with the Democrats. But lose, won't she? Giving, yeah, giving the election to the Republican. Yeah, he his uh, his uh, his analysis, which was great, breaks down at that point. Yeah, well, whatever, whatever. Say, I want to remind people, Stephen C. Anderson, who will join us live in studio December thirty third, twenty third, twenty third, the thirty third day of the month, right, to jam with uh, John Height. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be at the cathedral this Thursday night. Uh, those are great shows, seven thirty p.m. Don't you and the CP attend that? Seriously. I haven't. She has many times. Oh, I thought you did. Okay. Uh, there's no fee, but there's a, a 10 buck free will donation. Donation will be gratefully received to cover costs. You can register on Eventbrite. And he's uh, he's a multiple platinum recording artist. I bet that's a neat show. Is he in the, what do they call it? The, I would call it the auditorium. Is he? No, in he's the- in up by the altar. Have you been there, Chris? Oh yeah, that's, I was at. A, I was there for a wedding a year ago. That's an amazing room. Yeah, it really wow. is. So cool. He's going to have his Bosendorfer grand piano there. Just moving it drives him crazy. Yes, makes him nervous. Uh, but that's quite a room for his piano, and he'll have singers with him. He sold two million albums. She wow. whiz. Uh, he's got over 80 million streams per year across what, all digital what, platforms. What in the world is he doing hanging out with us? Why is he coming in here? <laughs> I don't, don't know. get that. If you go to his website, too, remember the drone video we, we stumbled upon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on top Up of the, the lake? lake yeah. It was really cool. Was it Facebook or was it his website? Either one. You can, you can find it. Yeah. Well, before I get to the surplus, might I tell you that... Uh, uh, EcoFund Motorsports in both Forest Lake and Burnsville. They get your Christmas needs all set because there's the big sale on all electric bikes, 200 bucks off, and all those scooters that turn urban errands into adventures are 100 to five dollars, uh, 500 dollars off for the winter sale. Plus heated storage if you need it. These are the lowest prices since way before COVID. Over 100 youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock. Uh, the golf carts. 
$1,000 off. The full-size ATV with a 2,000-pound winch and a 48-inch steel plow snowblade, $58.99. That really sounds reasonable. Great for plowing suburban two- and three-car-wide driveways. Never lift a shovel again. Zero percent financing for one year on all products in stock. Clothing, apparel, helmets, great service. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97, immediately west of 35E and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42 above 35W. Now I say above 35W. Does that service It's just road? to the east. To the east of 35W. 35W. You can find it. Yep. EcofunMotorsports.com. Hey, Joe. Four, what? Four days left. For the auction? For the Garage Logic 1000th podcast auction. For those of you that snoozed, well, guess what? Is stuff already been gone? Yes, the tri-state package has already been claimed. Oh, Can you get it? Did you get that, it? That was a good deal. No, the guy beat me to it, and then he sent me an email bragging about it. Yeah, I it. bet he would. <laughs> so four days left, like I mentioned, and you know what? The great people at Rise and Shine Garage Door, they're offering a $1,000 certificate that's available for auction right now. Air mechanical gas furnace is I'm also available. That. I'm in a bid on the Well, on the you, need, you need to do it anyway. Well, that'll get you a couple tune-ups. See? There you go. Kenny, where are you going to bid on? Wait on. Would stop bothering me. You just skipped right over it. This air mechanical thing is a tankless water heater. Yeah. Well, that's going in my shop. Uh, GLers, you're not. You can't bid on no, that. Can't no, you? That's that's mine. And you know what? The holiday season is upon us, and Mike Fratelloni was nice enough to donate a bunch of Fratelloni's hardware and garden gift cards. Oh. Also, are all wait, available wait, right wait, now. This is ridiculous. This is the same thing that happened with Tri-State. This air mechanical thing, the retail value is seven grand. Yeah. The reserve price is already met. The buy it now price is four thousand nine hundred. That's two grand off. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. What is it? <laughs> two grand off. That's, nope. What? What's seven minus four? Three. There you go. But it was forty nine hundred. Four thousand. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he said four grand. Yeah, that's a hell I, of a I deal apologize. What you were is. right. You were right. I was wrong. But you're not good at math. So that's well, why you're easily there. correctable. Anyway, go to garagelogic.com, enter <laughs> wow. the keyword auction, and you, yes, this is, you. This can't be legal. I think it is. <laughs> this, this is, is fantastic. This yeah. is fantastic. And it helps support some great clients that help support the podcast. So go online right now, garagelogic.com, and search for auction to participate in the Garage Logic 1000th podcast auction. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Is this the Marshall Tucker Band? Uh, you win some, you lose some. Last week I lost when I had to pull the carb from the big bastard snowblower because of willful neglect. Uh, but the old KO won big time over the weekend when I fired up four sleds that were put to bed properly last spring. They jumped to life. They ran happy. That's a seafoam victory is what that is. And the building I used to store the toys in, uh, it's got a couple, two, three cans of seafoam sitting around up there. So the dirt bikes got a gulp yesterday. I even issued uh, the random outboards and their tanks a slurp or two. Seafoam, well, I'm not telling you guys anything you, you don't know. It lets us live our best life, keeping the cylinders happy and then keeping us happy. You'll find it everywhere fine chemicals are sold. A local company, a global reach, and a true miracle in a world of bad gas, seafoam. You know, proof that you have to read the whole paper. This is page two of Saturday's Pioneer Press. 
under the local briefing. You know, you get a story like the University of Minnesota is purchasing a dinky town building where Bob Dylan once lived. And, and you get uh, you get the Hallmark Channel is going to feature Rice Park in one of their movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But here was it was my favorite story of the year. All right. East Grand Forks, Minnesota. Headline, homeowner's squirrel war leads to arrest. <laughs> A 76-year-old northwestern Minnesota man is facing criminal charges because he was shooting at a nuisance squirrel on his bird feeder, and a bullet went through a child's bedroom window in a neighboring home. East Grand Forks police said they arrested the man Sunday after his neighbor reported bullet holes in the siding of their home and a hole in the window of their son's bedroom. The man told officers he had been watching ball games on television and noticed a squirrel on his bird feeder, according to police. He told officers he shot a 22 caliber rifle from his bedroom window at the squirrel and believed he hit the animal. Got him. He told officers he had shot at squirrels at least six times over the past two years because he considered it war when they got into his (laughs) bird feeder, according to court documents. The man's wife said to him, well, I told you... As he was being arrested, police said. He got weed. (laughs) (laughs) The man is charged with reckless handling of a dangerous weapon, a misdemeanor, and a felony count of discharging a firearm within a municipality. He faces up to two years in prison and a $5,000 fine for the felony charge. It was an Associated Press article, and I salute the reporter who had the good sense to include the wife. The man's wife said to him, well, I, I told, told you. you. Oh, that's just wonderful. Yeah. That's just yeah. wonderful. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, uh, not that I'm pro squirrel by any means, but a 22? Uh, yeah. That's Really? I, I, I live out in the... Yeah, what about a pellet gun? That'll uh, get the job done. Yeah. No. Unless you're a bad shot. Yeah. Is that probably why you went uh, 22? Re- Reavers, I've got one stationed at every entrance and every window. <laughs> And they, they work great. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> On to the surplus. Okay. The almost $18 billion surplus. Joe, our fearless leaders have shown how overtaxed we really are. The details and aggravation expressed the last few days on your show is shared throughout Gumption County. Town meetings demanding a refund sound great, but will not work with these dummies as there is no financial gain at their end. Instead, maybe another avenue is a class action lawsuit. I don't know the feasibility or tax laws that would contribute to this idea, but maybe it's an option. The state forcibly removed these dollars from our pockets and have said it was not needed, thus the surplus we now have. This in itself is no problem other than it shows the ass-hattery that happens at our capital. I believe I read this one Friday. If they refunded those dollars to the people who paid into them, no foul. However, if you uh, if they keep it up, if they keep any of it down to the last cent, they have committed theft. That was from Brian, and this is from Rick Anderson in Stillwater. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. As always, I'm a few days behind listening to the podcast. Today I was listening to the discussion on the budget surplus and lack of any perceived public outrage or movement to call for it to be returned and provide permanent tax relief. I think most people are outraged and disgusted by the tax situation in this state. 
I think people are looking or waiting for an individual or group to rally behind on this issue. And until someone appears on the horizon, we won't see or experience any traditional public protest. What I think is happening is that people, myself included, are writing or contacting state representatives and voicing our opinions on the surplus and what to do about it. I think some of the tweets or postings you mentioned by some of the legislators are a result of the feedback they are hearing. You could almost make an argument that the tweets you discussed by a few of the representatives about cutting Social Security taxes are a way of testing the waters to see what feedback it stimulates from the public and their party. I urge everyone to write their state legislators and voice their feelings on the budget fiasco. Permanent tax relief will do more to permanently stimulate the economy than any one-time rebate. When they claim that cutting the tax on Social Security will cost the state around $500 million in lost income, it sounds like a lot of money. When you look at the fact that it would reduce our $17.6 billion surplus to $17.1 billion, it really speaks to the outrageous taxes we are paying. I think we can afford the cut. I would also recommend they look to income tax reductions, reduction of the sales tax rates, reduction of the registration tax for automobiles, to name a few. We can afford it. Tax relief would stimulate the economy, and the reductions are scalable to make sure we don't overdo it. Thanks for the great work you all do, and keep pushing back. Rick Anderson, Forest Lake in Silver Springs, Florida. He's our cystic fibrosis guy. Oh, yes, that's right. We've met him. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then we move on to... Uh, Mike, who writes, I sent this to my local rep the other day. We will also send to the governor's office and the AG. Good luck. Congratulations on your recent election. As a concerned resident, I was wondering what you were doing to fight for the return of the tax dollars that have been overcharged to all Minnesotans. I am not referring to a nominal check at all, regardless of contribution, this widely excessive, now estimated to be roughly $18 billion overtaxing of residents, but actually returning excess dollars paid by those respective taxpayers. This massive tax surplus is driven by the tax burden applied through poorly calculated needs of the state during the budgeting process. This surplus should not result in additional spending, either one time or permanently, to simply use up these dollars. Again, billions that were erroneously collected. In any other instance, this would be deemed as fraud. Hoping to hear you are fighting to return these dollars to the rightful taxpayers, as well as driving changes to current tax laws to help all Minnesotans. It's a great letter. We're facing a number of problems. One, if it gets spent... The tax burdens in Minnesota will continue on through perpetuity. Well, no kidding. Yeah, because absolutely. you create something new, it will be needed to be funded off into eternity. Going forward, yes. Uh, the the fact that it's poorly budgeted speaks to uh, incompetence. And now you have a state led by only one party, and I don't trust their competence. It's, I don't trust it's it. It's not only incompetence, it's a blind stupidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a fantastic piece in yesterday's business section, Star Tribune. Walls goes bold on Minnesota, even in the cold. And it's him talking about uh, recruiting people and getting people to move to Minnesota to work. And it says here, the third par- second paragraph, drives me mad when I see commercials from South Dakota. He wants to coax Minnesotans into more talking about life here. He's going to run ads in Florida, do all that. Later on in the story, Joe, you're going to love this. Um 
A long-awaited silver tsunami of retiring baby boomers came crashing all at once. Birth rates have dropped. Uh, The labor force can now scatter across the country, including to warmer and lower tax places Mm -hmm. to work. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the paragraph. Here's the payoff. Amid all that fresh re-election and managing a state with $17 billion surplus against its two-year $54 billion budget... Walls says he doesn't see a rupture in optimism in the state. <laughs> really? So he's just blind. He's stupid. Um, Timbo is a dim, a bimbo. You know, not that I would be critical of the governor's uh, marketing campaign. Does anyone else see the fault in trying to recruit someone who already lives in Florida to the state of Minnesota in freaking December. Mm-hmm. Right, where the tax rate is outrageous and it's, they've got a giant surplus and they don't give it back. And there's nine feet of snow outside. Yeah. Who what is, a moron. Who is going to be the adult here? Uh, who is going to be the adult and say, this is this can't stand, this is unreasonable? He doesn't have a guy. You've got a guy. We were always yelling at you for the dumb things you say. He needs a guy to tell him, listen, Tim, you're an idiot. Here's why. You can't take $18 billion of our money, rub your hands together in glee, and invent new programs. But he told we us. We can't afford that. But, Joe, he told us last week this is a good sign that the economy is strong. <laughs> no, it isn't. But that's what he said. It's a good sign that your people are completely erroneous. It, it's. Now, couple that with the page one story in, t- in Sunday's. Star Tribune. Got it right here. It's below the fold. Well, actually, the headline's above the fold. Squeezed on home front. And the story begins below the fold. Property tax spikes alarm residents and drain budgets. (laughs) And we we hear the tale of woe from some Twin Cities residents. For example, St. Paul homeowner Roxanne Stickney will will spend... 10% 10% of her take-home pay on her property tax bill next That's year. That's significant. The taxes on her two-bedroom east-side home will jump more than 55%. Wow. In a year's time to more than three grand. She's a single mom. The frustration spilled out as she, along with dozens of other demoralized homeowners, addressed the city council last week. You are squeezing us out. Why don't you buy us out, us older folks, said Stickney a runner for a title and escrow company. This is impossible. Twin Cities residents say they're making tough choices this year to afford their to afford their tax bills, from canceling trips and dinners out to working second and third jobs. The city council on Wednesday approved a nearly 15% property tax levy hike the day after Minneapolis leaders signed off on a 6.5% increase. Suburban communities, too, are feeling the pain as local government raises taxes to pay for expenses ranging from new buildings to office supplies. That's that's disingenuous on the part of the reporting. The expenses are, in the case of St. Paul, well, it's also true in Minneapolis, this continual hiring of more and more and more people. And just to think that taxpayers uh, have to cancel a vacation or cancel a dinner out with their family in order to pay for the friends that Melvin keeps hiring. Yep. This is an outrage. This is at least as much of an outrage as an $18 billion surplus. And how is he answering to the They're question? not answering. Yeah, that's just it. He They're not answering. He won't even acknowledge but this. yet again, this is the direct result of not enough people paying attention. 
Tax levied by cities, counties, and school districts make up the property tax bill. Many local governments that hold off on increase that held off on increases during the dark days of COVID are now being forced to make up for lost time. I'm sick and tired COVID? of you people using COVID as your excuse yeah, for everything. Yeah, that's long. I'm gone. really tired of due it. to the pandemic. Right. 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 Sorry, no, that's not going to fly in 20... Oh, St. Paul is also hiding behind this fact. A St. Paul judge ordered the city to stop assessing individual property owners for routine <coughs> street work. In other words, if you live on a busy street yeah, uh, and the crews come along and they're going to tear up the intersection and replace the sewer pipe and then repave it, you were getting billed if your address was the one in front of the place. And the judges ruled, no, you can't do that. But not the guys down at the other end of the block? Right. Now, it, wow. now the judges said you can't do that. So now those fees, an estimated $13.3 million in previously collected street maintenance fees, will be added to property tax bills. Well, thank goodness for that judge. And that makes sense. Uh the change also means tax-exempt properties such as churches, hospitals, and universities no longer have to contribute to the upkeep of city streets. Plus, it only accounts for about half of St. Paul's levy hike, which officials said was fueled by inflation and added operating expenses. The operating expenses are the government is way too top-heavy, while a 20, about a 20-member cabinet all of whom have jobs that mean nothing, cannot be measured for success or achievement, and all of whom have a variety of employees under that particular uh, program's uh, director. It's a, it's a sin what's happening here. It's, it's going to kill the city. It's killing it right now. But, but Joe, again, this entire class was reelected. We're stuck with this for how long? Well, Melvin got reelected. About 30% of voters voted. But that's what I'm saying. You know, I'd love to ask this woman. Uh, Who'd you vote for? Roxanne Stickney. A, yeah. did you vote? And B, who did you vote for? Yeah. And there's other people quoted in this story. I'd like to ask them the same thing. Yeah. Th this. The graph at the bottom middle is mm -hmm. so telling. Mm -hmm. 2011, St. Paul City taxes, 521. 2023. 1,279. That's the average. Over doubled. <laughs> wow. Because you have a mayor who might be, he's, he's hiring too many people. Yeah. And they ain't snowplow drivers. And he's spending the money on crap. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it doesn't really do me any good to... Uh, to keep ranting about this, I, I get I get nowhere uh, doing it. But you have too many people quoted in this story. Here's a, a, a Joyce Buell, a retired accountant. She used to work for the city and understands its inner workings. But she felt compelled to write a letter voicing her concerns when the property tax bill on her three-bedroom three Highland Park home jumped 19%. The market value of, of Bluell's home has risen by more than a hundred grand in five years' time. It will jump by thirty-seven grand to three hundred and fifty-eight grand next year, and she will pay fifty-four hundred dollars in taxes, nearly nine hundred dollars more mm. than this year. Mm. Bluell said it's frustrating because it's unclear how the increased taxes are benefiting residents. They are not. 
your services have not improved. Would you feel different if they have? What if all of a sudden the street clearing, the curbs, the gutters, the potholes, what if everything was charming and perfect? Would you, in fact, feel better then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, this Joyce goes on to say, city streets seem in worse condition compared with the suburbs, she said, and snow plowing seems slow. Uh, Also, the older housing stock in St. Paul requires more upkeep and investment. For example, Bluel recently had an expensive sewer line replacement. Oh, yeah. Okay, Mm. you start looking at how long you can Mm. afford to stay in your house, she said. I've been trying to keep my property up, but then you get a bill like this. I am trying to be a responsible homeowner. Are you being a responsible politician and looking at what you are charging your citizens? St. Paul Council members expressed empathy for the financial strain residents are facing, noticing that they too own homes and pay taxes. And as in years past, they called on the state to step up support. No, you've allowed the city to hire too many people. City government is too big. It's too overlaid with redundancy. You are, it has gotten away from you. It has gotten away from you. And I don't know how to put this genie back in the bottle. Is somebody from St. Paul going to come to her, Miss um, Bluell, and say, yeah, but your house is now worth 358000 yeah, But she doesn't want to sell it, Kenny. Right. She's trying to live there. Right. You know, the other thought, Joe, I I mentioned last week, uh, I drove along the river road uh, in St. Paul, and I did the back side of the the Ford site, the old Ford site, where they're now building that that new, wonderful, euphorian community that we're building, right? Yeah. And years ago, when it was still up for debate of what to do, I remember you had you saying, "Let's get Amazon in here. Let's 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 do something." I here told to cre- you I called Volkswagen. Right. And <laughs> I said, "I got a property here for you I people." Would, I wish I would have been in the room yeah. when that happened. The thought occurred Jesus. to me: Do you realize that? St. Paul's UPS campus, massive, right? We're talking yeah. thousands. I don't, know, I don't of, know where it is. Well, yeah. that's where I'm going. It's massive. We're talking thousands and thousands of jobs. It's directly across the river in Dakota County. Oh, even though that's considered St. UPS St. Paul. Yeah. Well, that's I guess right there. Doesn't that just go to show you what it what a disaster that city is? Sorry, I know you live there, but it, it, well, it is a disaster. And it's a disaster because the expenses the taxpayers are paying is not going to improve the services they receive. It's going to continue to hire more and more meaningless people. Mm -hmm. The people themselves, of course, are not meaningless. They fill meaningless jobs that are full of all the buzzwords like equity and inclusiveness. It's meaningless because those jobs can't be measured. They accomplish nothing. And they just keep growing. I love how keep going down to the city council member stuff because that's where it gets really funny to me. Right now we're looking at a state legislature that over the past two decades has been underfunding the urban core by a ton of money. Dear God. Said Council President Amy Brenmoan. She's trying to get money out of the state. Amy Brenmoan is the council member. We had a letter last week who said that if she wanted to talk to a resident, the resident could join her on her 10 a.m. walk around Como Lake. Oh, she's just putting her hand out. I I don't want to make too much of this because I I don't routinely attend them. But I told you all in September I attended a tax meeting. You did at at the Como. That's Pavilion right. You did. You rode the scooter. Did you not? I took a car. Oh. And uh, I went to, and then I thought, well, what the hell? I'm here. I'm going to. This was on the 
on the topic of their 15% proposed increase. Right. Yeah. And I thought, well, what the hell, I'm here. So I stood up, and you got to introduce yourself, and I did. And and I, I was struck that they, they were sitting above us. Yeah. Now, that's just that could be just the physical structure of the location. Sure. I'm, not, I'm not too hung up on that. But they, they listened, and then nothing made any difference. They went back and voted the 15% increase. I said, what do you know that we don't? Where is this money? What was their response when you said None. Yeah. None. Mm-hmm. No. And here's this Amy Brenmoon who tells a Como resident, well, if you want to talk to me, you can catch me walking around the lake every day at 10 a.m. Well, no, no, Amy, you're wrong. Uh, and now here's what the council wants. Here's how the council looks at the state surplus. Right now, we're looking at a state legislature that over the past two decades has been underfunding the urban core, said Council President Amy Brenmoon. They are sitting on a $17.5 billion surplus. It's more than that. And we are balancing our budget on the backs of our residents. In other words, Amy Brenmoon, who is so bleeping out of touch, she looks at the surplus as a means to prop up the budget in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, no, Amy, that's an overtaxation situation on the part of the state, and you shouldn't be propping up your budget on the backs what? of your residents. You should be creating a competent budget and trimming about 500 people. But think of that mindset. The all mindset people, is what's wrong. They, they all see this number, and immediately everyone sticks their hand out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't look at what's really the problem. Yeah, but your property values. Up. What's really the problem is the left has ruined the cities of this country. Yep. They have ruined the cities of this country. And just because your home is worth, oh, I don't know, say 350000 doesn't mean you're going to get that. Because once you start getting the inspectors in there and they shove a camera down your sewer line and they start picking away at your roof and looking at this, that, and the other, that that three hundred and fifty thousand is going to quickly turn into two seventy five. And it also means that you want to live there. You don't want to move. Where are you going to move? Right. I was talking in the case of right. if you want to sell. I'm going to head to Scott County. What are you going to do? Well, I, I <laughs> I'm so lost. Sorry. GLers, you've heard me talking about gator hooks, the gator magnetics, the miracle storage cure for the garage and the home. I'm and the worried. Basement. I'm hosting Christmas. I got a lot of people come. I'm going to lose my magnets. Well, then hide them. I'm going to have to. And right now, gator magnets are available in over a thousand Home Depot stores nationwide. They're in presence. Their presence in the Home Depots begins this week. Uh, you're going to find them. You can test them. You can see them for yourself. They hold 25 pounds. They hold anything that hangs, your tools, shovels, rakes, kids' athletic equipment, gets the storage off the floor, and you can affix these to any steel surface in the garage. They're also creating a steel wall surface. Yeah. I've been waiting for a GLer to send us the picture of their three-year-old Hanging, hanging from the on the fridge, yeah. hanging yeah. from the refrigerator. <laughs> done in fun, done in good taste. Uh, they're fantastic. It's a really great idea. It was invented in the garage by GLers. They're movable hooks. The magnetic technology is patented. You have to flip a lever to pull it off the steel surface. They're so strong. And uh, if you haven't gotten a set of these gator hooks, 
They're just amazing. And now is your chance just in time for Christmas. They're in over a thousand Home Depot stores nationwide. And you can you can also get them at homedepot.com and go to gatormagnetics.com to learn more about this fascinating invention. It's the greatest storage device ever invented. And they're launching that that steel wall system. You can create your own wall system wherever you want to hang the shovels, the tools, the equipment, that kid's bag full of baseball bats. What do those bats cost? They cost more than the Gator Magnetics. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can uh, find out everything you want at uh, gatormagnetics.com or look them up on homedepot.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sussure. Well, except for this part. (laughs) Uh, Big sale going on right now, thanks to Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Save. 10% in-store and website-wide. Website-wide, I can say that. Uh, and it runs through the end of uh, December on all Liberty Safes. Pop on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com to see for yourself. The whole lineup is there. And I know I don't have to preach the basics, right? You're not new here, are you? If you are, uh, they're made in the USA. They have a transferable lifetime warranty and the best fire protection in the safe business. And Rich, he offers up professional delivery and installation, uh, which I'm telling you, you're obligated to get. Grow up. Be an adult. Have have a pro do it. 10% off the entire Liberty Safe lineup through December. You know what this is? This is you buying yourself a Christmas present because your wife and kids never get it right, or your husband and kids never get it right. Uh, get to maplegrovelockandsafe.com, then stop in and say hi to Rich. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. You know, if I was the mayor of a city anywhere in the country, well, you close, are. Close, I am. Closest to the country's tallest buildings, the first thing I do is say I need a list of all the people we have employed here. And then I'd go through it, and I'd and you'd be met with derision because you're going to be cutting a lot of things. You know you who you'd become? <laughs> Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. I'd be Elon Musk. Yes. <laughs> and, and and but my answer for cutting the office of equity and inclusion would be, what have you accomplished? What have you done for us? Well, and, that's and what they, Elon's doing with Twitter. Well, and if they can't demonstrate what it's solved or accomplished, I would say I'm very sorry, but thank you for your uh, employment. You're done now. You're yeah. fired. See you. And I don't mean any ill will towards you, but you're gone. What's the little tool that you use when you're cutting out articles from the newspaper? The little... Uh, Straight edge? You know, your little... It looks like a pen, but you're cutting. It's a knife. Pen that's knife. what you'd be doing with your yeah. budget. yeah. And 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 oh, because right. you're taking money out of the pockets of you know Joyce Smith, who's hanging on by a thread trying to own her home, you're, and you're not doing anything. You know, you're line item vetoing employees. <laughs> I'm gonna line item veto the whole damn thing. Next. And the problem is they've become so intertwined with daily life. But have they? They're not accomplishing anything. Well, you right. Could you really find a resident of St. Paul who said, my existence depends on the Office of Inclusion and Equity? No. No, you no. can't. There's, these are unmeasurable for success. Now, you bring a paper to me. I'm sitting in my big mayor's chair, and I'm just bringing them in one after the other. The throne. And I say, yep. show me what you've achieved. Yeah. Demonstrate to me that you shouldn't be fired. Right. What have you accomplished? And if they can, they're not getting fired. You drain the swamp. 
Well, but I would do it a little better than the orange man. He never really drain anything. Uh, here's the problem. That'll never happen. No, no. no. Well, Kenny mentioned this before the show. Look what's going on right now with the Minneapolis public school system. Oh, broke. They're broke. Then why do they need more money? Give, give. There, nobody's going to the school. But money, that's that's why, us. Joe. We yeah. just need more money. Yeah, but you don't need more money. Are you sure? I don't want to pay for the failed academy That'll anymore. fix it, though, if we just throw more money at it. Now, we think we have problems, tax problems. We do. San Francisco's going to give money. What are they going to give? 1200 a month to trans people. Okay. Because apparently... Or they were, got they have jobs to no, do something? No, just for being trans. Oh. That, because oh. They, they often face economic inequality. Oh. Well, now we're adding to that. We're going to give a grand a month to black pregnant women in San Francisco. Oh. So what if you were a trans black Black pregnant pregnant. woman? You you could make $2,500 a month for doing nothing except being trans and black and pregnant. But you would look like a dude. Yeah, you would. Yeah. I might be able to. No, I won't. I couldn't pull that. A off. guaranteed income program that provides monthly checks to black pregnant women in San Francisco will expand to other counties in California. Man, the left, the left loves to ridicule black people. The left just loves to demean black people, and black people wake up to that fact. You're you're black, so you can't take care of you yourself. You can't do a damn thing. So, and you're kind of dumb, so we're we're not going to count your your grades. And yeah, here's the money. abundant birth project began in June 2021 to serve pregnant women with a thousand dollars a month payments over 12 months to 150 people. The program is intended to reduce the racial birth disparities by easing economic stress because white people have no economic stress. Yeah, here's the deal. Because you're black, you won't be able to live in my neighborhood, but I'm going to give you a little bump so you can keep living in this horrible neighborhood. On Tuesday, San Francisco's, that would be last Tuesday, San Francisco's Department of Public Health announced a $5 million grant in state funding. Well, there is no state funding. That's, That's taxpayers' money. To expand the program in El Alameda County, Alameda Contra, Cross, Contra Costa, L.A. and Riverside counties for the next two to three years, women feeling the movement of a pregnant's baby. Oh wait, that's a cut line uh, description to a picture. Uh, it will serve another <laughs> 425 mothers and other birthing parents. Oh, oh, okay. What wait. the hell does that mean? That's how they identify. With funds from the California Department of Social Services. The California Department of Social Services doesn't have any funding. That's your money. This guaranteed income program helps ease some of the financial burdens that all too often keep mothers from being able to prioritize their own health and ultimately impact the health of their babies and families. San Francisco Mayor London Breed said in a statement, We hope the Abundant Birth Project serves as a model to address racial birth disparities throughout the region and state Rachel. and across the country. Race? What does that mean, racial birth I don't disparities? Know. San Francisco launched the first abundant birth project in partnership with Expecting Justice, which advocates for safe births for black, Asian women, and Pacific Islander women. The city noted that black women are twice as likely to have a preterm birth than white women, and experience the highest infant and maternity mortality rates because of wealth and income disparities. 
Okay. For so long, black women have been excluded from the resources needed to have safe and healthy pregnancies. Why? I see a lot of black babies. This funding will provide pregnant people with economic stability during the critical phase in their lives while allowing public health institutions to test a novel and promising public health intervention, said Dr. Zia Malawa, director of Expecting Justice. And, of course, San Francisco recently launched another guaranteed income program for transgender residents. That will provide low-income transgender residents with payments of 1200 bucks a month for up to 18 months. Um, the, the left is, has ruined this country, has ruined its backbone. It's ruined everything. We mentioned uh, Elon Musk. I don't follow the whole Twitter no, wars thing. But this is relevant to what you were just mentioning. Uh, this happened last week, end of last week. Breaking news, Joe. San Francisco building inspectors are launching an investigation into reports that Twitter has converted several office rooms at its headquarters into sleeping quarters for its employees. We need to make sure the building is being used as intended, a representative uh, told KQED News. Um, this story is accompanied by about 200 photos of homeless encampments around the city of San Francisco. What, there's, am, there's no link between employees sleeping there and homeless people. No, it's just pointing out the hypocrisy mm -hmm. of the city itself. So I, I'm on this website, Joe. Um, the California, I can't read it, Preterm Birth Initiative, mm -hmm. the Abundant Birth Project, or as they call it, ABP. And it mentions a lot of things that you just said. Uh, black infants are almost twice as likely to be born prematurely compared with white infants. Um, and they give a bunch of uh, stats, as are Pacific Islander infants. But they don't say why, and they don't say how money will help. It right. just says that they're going to give them a monthly income supplement. I don't know what causes how could premature more, births. How could more money help the situation? It can't. It can't. It can't. I, I don't know why uh, why a black mother would have a was it premature birth they're arguing about right right is it diet is it what I don't know I have no idea and even if you give more money how well, does that guarantee a better it, diet it seems like they would instead of giving the money out that they would be better served to use some money to figure out why and then change that mm -hmm. I don't see what giving throwing money at something is going to help it just expands the city governments which are ruining cities all across the country it's uh it's it's critical they're not being ru they're ruined it says they're it, ruined it says it will ease some of the financial stress that all too often keeps women from being able to put their health first well i would think that would happen across the racial board yeah i don't know what that means that that, that, that should be all low-income people if you're pregnant don't smoke don't drink eat well try not to work try and get a little exercise a bing bang boom well, it, it might not be that easy, but I think you're on the right path. It's as easy as not drinking and not smoking. I think you guys could be birthing parents. I we am. should be, at least coach it, coaches <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> uh, you're going to want to push. Yeah. Oh. No, don't, don't push now. Not, not that yet. Okay, wait. I'm going to have to leave the room. Wait, weren't you guys not? Call me when you're done. Right. Weren't you guys <laughs> not in the room, both of you? 
I don't know. I, I was, was in the room, but I was told to get out of the that's way. That's what it was. I, I knew you had one. I, I knew. was told. I, I, I told them I wasn't going to be in the room, and they told me differently. <laughs> <laughs> you were voluntold. Not necessarily unrelated. With the 2022 election season in the rearview mirror, Ryan Perez with Copal, Minnesota. Copal. What the hell is that an acronym for? I'll look it up. How do you spell it? C-O-P-A-L. Copal. Copal Min. Something to do with driver's licenses. Okay. Uh, we want driver's licenses now for uh, illegal. Oh, here we go. Yeah, illegals. Uh, Copal, Minnesota. Communities organized. Okay. Uh, Copal's objective, Joe. I want the acronym. Oh. What does it stand for? Um, okay. I'm trying to we're, find We uh, were concerned about the Latino community. Empowering the Minnesota Latinx community. Cor- well, that, uh, whatever. I, I can give they it to you. They want driver's licenses for all. It's the top issue motivating Latino communities across the Com- state, according, according to Ryan Perez. Comunidades with Copal. Organizado Poder la Acción Latina. Yeah. It's in Spanish. I didn't even try. I'm not good at that. I came close, didn't I? Not really. Okay. Until 2003, residents of Minnesota did not have to provide proof of legitimate or legal residence to get a driver's license. Now they do. We've lived for 20 years with a driver's license is a citizenship document for no good reason where it should be just a document that tells you when you can drive, this guy says. Uh, Perez says, while he's optimistic, the legislation will make it through the upcoming session. He says it could be a game changer for families who rely on reliable transportation. Okay, uh, I, you, you're telling me on the one hand, not Perez, you're not, but the left is telling me on one hand that, that driving is wrong because we're ruining the earth. But now you want to make sure that people who aren't even entitled to have a license have one. I didn't even pick up on that. That's I mean, why you're the mayor. What? 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 You know, get your act straight here. Which uh, one is it? Which one is it? <laughs> uh, you may be undocumented, but you have family members who you are reliant on for income, and they are not able to get around safely and securely in a vehicle that is registered. So we want all those vehicles registered. We want you to have a license. It's called. Uh, uh, it's going to come up in the legislature legislature this year. Drivers' licenses for all, so that means more people driving and more cars. And you're facing a legislature that's entirely leaning left, and they don't want you to drive in the first place. But they'll probably have to accommodate you because you're a marginalized community. When yeah. you when you go to their website and you go to the tab our agenda, that's the only thing under it is drivers' license. For all. What about public transportation? I thought we were supposed to use that. I thought we were, well. I, so do they have their hand out here? I don't want anybody deprived of getting to their job. But, you know, I you got to be, don't you have to be. I don't understand uh, what, the, what the problem is, though. If you want to go get a driver's license, go get a driver's license. What's the problem here? Well, this story isn't comprehensive enough to tell me what the problem is. Huh. Uh, let's see if this note does it from Sean. 
I mean, based upon my daily commute in and out of this city, it seems like we are pretty much just handing out driver's licenses. Joe, there are more the unelected people from the failed academy pushing for laws which are anathema to their own rule of law. A group in Minnesota is pushing for driver's license to be issued to people who are not legally a resident of the state. It used to be that you work to get a license from the state or country of which you are a citizen, but now those who don't want to follow the current laws, therefore citizenship, want the government of Minnesota reward them by making a law for them to receive the good stuff. I mean, privileges, which come from a taxpayer-based citizenship model. Uh, this is Sean from Fulda, and then he linked me to the story I just referred to. Uh, uh, let's find out how they're funded, because they're hiring, and one of the... Uh, it's not of, a government agency. This is a community activist group. But where are, where they, are they getting, getting their, their money? money? I don't know. That's what we're looking for because one of the jobs they're hiring for pays fifty-five. Well, just like Safe Streets, Minneapolis. Well, uh, that's what I'm wondering if we just walked into another. Um, but I'm not finding anything on funding here. Think how many activist groups you could fund with that surplus. If it's coming oh. out of their pocket, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But they're getting the money from somewhere. We're just poorly led, we're poorly served, and maybe the property tax increase will wake a few people up in St. Paul, but not nearly enough. Maybe it'll wake a few people up in Minneapolis, but not nearly enough. The electorate has allowed the wrong people to run the show. There were alternatives to Carter. Uh, They didn't win. 30,000. And... uh, One of the reasons they didn't is just prior to the election, Carter allowed an activist group to formulate a ballot question, freezing rents. And I suppose everybody thought, hot damn, I'll never have to pay increased rent again. And that's been a boondoggle and a complete ruination of the real estate market. Oh, that didn't help the city? It did not. Oh, shocker. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, if you haven't heard by now, you don't want the city, the government, the state involved in your belongings you want your estate to be kept out of the courts Eckberg Lammers will see to it they're a law firm they're a great law firm they've been doing this for more than 70 years preparing estates and wills and the family transfer of property and business property decisions they're on top of this and I don't care how old you are and I don't care how big your estate is this is something you need to do, and you've got to take it seriously, because if you don't decide, the courts will, and you'll be leaving a mess for your family. The goals are simple. Avoid court, minimize taxes, control your wishes. That's what they do. It's simple. Avoid court, minimize your taxes, and control your wishes. So, you know what, you enjoy peace of mind today, and you're going to minimize the stress and expenses that your family will be facing. Facing. So be proactive. I don't even have to foghorn that. I won't. Ensure your family is taken care of and your assets are... <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Wow. Take care of your assets are protected. Messy. According to your wishes. It's a milestone in life. Take care of it with Eckberg Lammers. You can, you can call Eckberg Lammers. I'm going to even give you the number. You can call them if I don't sneeze again. Right. You can call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at ecberglammers.com slash will.
that as cylinder index or as golf score. Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Souchere. Uh, I got a great email from Dale saying, Hey Reeves, thank you for the recommendation. After years of ignoring you, I finally made the switch of Hofferman Water and Connecticut. Thank you, Dale. And he can attest, as I have been for some time now, the best water on the planet comes from Connecticut and Hofferman Water. And if you're in the market, well, then get in touch with my friends at Hofferman, an independent water treatment dealer. And whether you're looking to purchase or rent, they are going to be able to take care of you. Water softeners, iron rust, and odor filtration systems. And, of course, do what Dale did and go with a new drinking water system from Connecticut and Hofferman Water. See, the reason that they're the best in the business is because they will cut down on your salt usage but it's also going to protect your appliances. And that's because bad water is going to affect almost every aspect of your home. You get that new system from Connecticut and Hofferman, and boom, your showers are better. Your laundry's better. And is it a boom? It is a boom. All right. I, I love my system. My water smells like ass. Well, I... You live Dummy. in a bad area. Got a brand new pressure tank, brand new soft water system, still stinks like minerals. Why didn't why do you call them? Okay, I'll call them. Uh, 952, write this down. Get hold your on, pen. 952. Nine. Yeah. 894 yeah. 4040. 952 894 4040. Or go to their website, hoffermanwater.com, and you can see everything that they have to offer. I have been a satisfied customer for years of Hofferman and Connecticut, and you will be too. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. I have a fellow who needs a ruling, oh Garrett Hegland. I need a ruling. Good afternoon. I am in need of a ruling on a word from the lexicon for which I am drawing a blank. My wife's family has, for the last five years, held a pre-Christmas party called the Grinch Party, which everyone participated in and enjoyed. It included various dishes and drinks based off of the Grinch movie, followed by the airing of the Grinch movie. I should also say that we do celebrate a regular Christmas Eve and day as well. This year, we are getting pushback from a couple of family members saying they will not participate in the Grinch party due to it celebrating a monster instead of Jesus Christ. Come on. Oh, no, come no, no, on. no, no, no. That's let a me, bit. Let me, let me give him the ruling. I feel there's a GL term for putting a meaning on something that it was never intended to have, but I'm drawing a blank. Look forward to your ruling. I can help you. The term you're thinking of is power washing. So you have family members who power wash the Grinch. They turn the Grinch into something that for some reason they believe is a uh, something to do with theology, which which it doesn't. No. It's not an anti-Christ situation at all. They're pot, they power washed it. Yeah. They turned the Grinch into something vile. I don't know anything about the Grinch. Is that a uh, a kids movie that Christmas time? You've yeah. never seen the Grinch? I haven't. No, it's. If uh, I have, I don't it's remember. Seuss, right? It's Doctor yeah. Seuss. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and in the end, he turns into this generous, giving, loving guy. Oh, the guy. Grinch is a good one. He ste- first he steals everything, then he gives it all back. Okay. And it's all, all fun and games. Garrett, you got family members who power wash the Grinch. It has nothing to do with with Christ. It has nothing to do with Christmas. It has to Are do they? with a fun kids movie the, from Doctor Seuss. I think I know the motives of those people. They're like me. They don't want to party. Fun or not, they just don't want to go. They just don't want to be active, <laughs> so, right. So yeah. they just ginned up this excuse. Well, why don't they just not show up then? Yeah. 
Power washing. That's your term, son. There's your ruling. The term you were looking for is power washing. Although, I will say this about the Grinch. He's pretty big on the knack scale. Is he? He could put stuff together, oh, man. Good. Yeah. Good. The other day, the other day, Friday, I believe, I mentioned a library in Massachusetts that refused to display a Christmas tree. And I promise you I would only do maybe one of those a week because mm-hmm. they're so common. Uh, they uh, they refused to display a Christmas tree because some people would be offended. Sure. Right. Man. Well, they're back in the news. A pair of libraries in a Boston suburb will display Christmas trees after all, following a community outcry when the tree's absence was noticed. So you had pushback here that worked. The initial decision to not display a Christmas tree was the result of an ongoing review of all of our holiday decorations and displays that started back in the spring. What has played out on social media is unfortunate. It has negatively impacted our staff and the community and frankly transpired before we even had started our seasonal decorating. As we finish decorating for the holiday season, Christmas trees will be put up at both locations. The director of the Dedham Library, which has been a main branch and an Endicott branch, said in a statement Monday provided to Fox News Digital, because conventional news media probably doesn't cover the absent Christmas trees. Controversy erupted earlier this month when the manager of the Endicott Branch Library in Dedham or Dedham, uh, sounded the alarm that there was no Christmas tree on display. I have never posted a negative post on Facebook. That is until now. I found out today that my beautiful library will not have its Christmas tree this year. Lisa Desmond, manager of the Endicott Branch Library in Dedham, wrote on Facebook earlier this month. When I asked, I was told people were made uncomfortable last year looking at it. What? In my 28 years at the Dedham Public Library, I've never heard a negative comment, Desmond continued. I should give her a ray of hope because she's a librarian. Yeah. And she's the one who fretted about the absence of the uh, tree. That is, yeah, you're right. Controversy soon flared in the town, according to Boston.com. Though Desmond saw many Facebook commenters declare their support for the Christmas tree, others said wanting a tree at the library was an example of Christian privilege. How can those people drive through a forest, I wonder? Desmond said some of the messages she received pushed her to call the police. I was actually put into a category with murderers. That was probably the lowest point I've ever had, Desmond told WBZ in Boston. One message Desmond received was repeatedly posted by a member of the town's Human Rights Commission, who claimed in a profanity-laced social media message that Desmond put people's lives in danger because she wanted a Christmas tree. Wow. Uh, The Human Rights Commission in Dedham posted on its own Facebook page Tuesday that that member had stepped down from her position. Officials for the Massachusetts town denounced the recent online threats and bullying and said the fighting has turned neighbor against neighbor. (laughs) The town of Dedham stands in support of all town staff targeted by recent online threats and bullying. Unfortunately, a recent social media uh, post expressing disagreement with the decision to display a holiday tree at the library. Now we're going to call it a holiday tree has quickly evolved into a polarizing environment and has led to the harassment and bullying of town employees. The statement from the town of Dedman reads, according to Boston.com, 
We wholeheartedly condemn this behavior as it tears at the fabric of our community and cannot be tolerated. Background of fluffy branches of green color. New- no, that's a cut That's line. a cut line. <laughs> Damn it. That's two today. Dang it. We continue to encourage constructive conversations and healthy debates. But because of social media and outside sources, what could have been something of legitimate discourse turned neighbor against neighbor and has threatened the safety and well-being of community members. The behavior is not a true reflection of kindness and civility. Uh, they, uh, the library director said, we have to respect a wide variety of viewpoints and beliefs, including those who choose to celebrate Christmas and other winter holidays. To be clear, there is no ban on Christmas at the Dedham Library. Moving forward, we will continue to review. It's come to this. What's it come to, Joe? A library has to have a review on mm-hmm. the occasion of the installation of any particular holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fourth of July, they'll have to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. Meet you in the coffee room What about Easter? What about Easter? Oh, I'm wondering. The fourth. Let me do the fourth. Okay. They get in there and they say, you know, the flag is offensive to people. Huh. Some, some people. Well, look at Brit- Brittany Griner. She wouldn't even stand for no. the anthem. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I bet she will now. And uh, have you ever heard her speak, by the way? I have. Uh, to the point where, and I don't mean this uncharitably, I looked up if she was a transgendered person because her voice is entirely male. Very deep. It's a gorgeous voice, a very by the way. Deep it's a voice. baritone. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what? what the hell is this? But no, she's a woman. Mm-hmm. But she's got a very deep male voice. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, where was I? <laughs> drifting. Fourth um, of July. You were flags. drifting. You were she's pulling very, the rivers. She's very pretty. She's yeah. very pretty. Anyway, I've seen yeah. pictures okay. of her that are very pretty. Yeah. So anyway, the Fourth of July. Oh, uh, should we have flags? And somebody will say, "Well, you know, flags. Uh, we got that guy down the block. Right. He, he doesn't like the flag. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have a big argument about flags and Easter bunnies Some and Halloween. See, and, that's but that's where we're at with I the know. flag now. I know. Some see that as an intimidating, oh, yeah. a white supremacist, oh, white supremacy. uh, capitalism, right. everything that's wrong oh, with the world terrible. is terrible. represented in their stars and bars there. Yeah, that's right. So that's where we are. And now at the uh, library in Dedham, D-E-D-H-A-M, Dedham, uh, they have to have a meeting and they're telling us that don't worry, we'll still have a tree and we didn't mean to not have Christmas and on and on and on and on. No, you were pushed to this reflection by a public outcry. You tried to get away with something, and the people who pay your bills wouldn't stand for it. You need a space out front that represents all the various holidays that occur in December yeah. and January. Just so like you, the people of Minnesota. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Uh, and, and for those that don't celebrate anything, just an empty spot. There you go. Empty, yeah. empty space. Festivus, Festivus. Uh, Festivus. Festivus, you got the pole. Festivus for the rest of us. For the rest steel, of us. Steel pole. I've got some problems with you people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just like the people of Minnesota should flood state offices and the governor's office with objections to the surplus. But, and they want lower tax rates. But again, you're making the mistake that those people elected to serve us will actually listen to us. They get enough material they would. They yeah. thought it would cost them a paycheck. You, you, you believe that. Well, you've got to get that out to them. Tell us how many people voted uh, in in St. Paul. Thirty percent of all el- eligible voters. Thirty mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. voted. 
And most of those were running to the polls because they thought they were going to get free rent. Why is it that the left is the only people that do the whole get out the vote campaign crap? Maybe that's where we should start. We've been kind of ripping on conservatives and Republicans lately for not taking— They don't do anything. Maybe we should just start right there. Exactly. Get your ass to the poll. Uh, like like my bride, I told her, I'm not voting this year. She said, you're moving to the shop, bastard. Yeah, you got to vote. Kenny, so I voted. I think, it, I think it does more justice when you look up Ballotpedia and uh, look up Melvin's results yeah. in 2021. What do you got? 36,426 people mm-hmm. voted for Melvin Carter. Are you assing me? Nope. How many voted for uh, the other people? Uh, is it Garen, Dino Garen? Yep. Dino received 7,454 okay, so votes. So I'm just going to round 43,000 people so far have yeah, voted. 43. Paul Langenfeld finished third. Yep. And Paul received 5,298 votes. 48,000. So 48. Uh, Bill Hosko finished fourth. Uh, he received 3,423 votes. 51,000 people. Oh, you're good at math today, Joe. Yeah. Dora Jones-Robinson... Received 2,357 votes. 55,000. Mickey Frost received two, or, uh, uh, sorry, received 2,069 votes. Didn't I just have one of those at the drive thru? I knew you. <laughs> oh, Mickey sorry. Frost. So that's 60,000 people. Abu Naim received 1,516 votes. 61,000. Scott Evans Worgen received 355 votes. I ain't counting him. And undeclared write-ins received 192 um, votes. Okay, maybe I meant to say that 30,000 people voted for Melvin. So maybe. Because more than 36,000 people Melvin received 61.8% of the vote. Maybe there's yeah. too much room on the ballot. Yeah. Maybe we need to get rid of half of those people. But Kenny, even if Melvin ran against one person from that collection, he still received six, almost 62% of the vote. But four of them received uh, 51 from what I'm seeing here. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Kenny, a total well, there's 250,000 people in the city. I would imagine 200,000 people are eligible to vote. Well, 59,091 total and, ballots were cast. And less mm-hmm. than 100,000 were cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Less than sixty thousand were cast. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, we're not problem. ready yet. Just think how bad we'd kick your ass if they voted the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did I tell you? That was a zinger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, I got a note. That I got a note. Good. Yes, sir. Uh, Jeep is laying off. Uh, 1,350 workers at its Illinois plant that builds the Cherokee SUV. No. Blaming the high cost of switching to electric car production. It was just six years ago that the company invested $350 million in the plant to produce the Jeep Cherokee. The company said the new electric Jeep Cherokee SUV will be produced in Toluca, Mexico. UAW Vice President Cindy Estrada said companies like Stellantis receive billions in government incentives to transition to clean energy. It is an insult to all taxpayers that they are not investing that money back into our communities. The White House did not comment, but has repeatedly claimed that EVs will boost U.S. auto employment. Mm. Probably not. Uh, not And they have nothing to do with Uh, being clean. They have nothing to do with being clean. I will say this, however. uh, I will go purchase a Jeep just because of the new ad featuring Derek and Hannah Jeter. 
She's an attractive gal. I'll say. Yeah. Say, Tim Conley notes we lost his 91-year-old father. Oh, a Korean War vet. I forgot to tell you that yeah. Tim did respond to an email with the the image. Well, that he you were sent an for. image from a 1949 Cretan, what yearbook or something? Mm-hmm. Well, what does it say? Uh, the official senior ballot general election nonpartisan. Oh, for Cretan. I'm gonna. I'll forward this to you. He All did. Right. He did follow up and send this when I said we couldn't open it. Well, it sounds like Mr. Conley was a great living American. I'm trying to see where he was on here. Only because they come to us all the way. Well, now, here's the deal. What? The Lymans are, uh, the, th- took three flights. First flight was two hours and 35 minutes with a three-hour layover. Second flight, 15 hours with a 15-hour, 30-minute layover. We checked into an airport hotel during that layover. Third flight, 40 minutes. After 43 hours of traveling door-to-door, we are back. In Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa. Wow. From the Traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day in 1928. Today is December 12th. The newly finished Fauché Tower, which would be the Minneapolis's tallest building for nearly 50 years, was strung with lights and lit up like a Christmas tree. Trivia, who played the uh, musical entertainment for the day? John Sousa. Bingo. Yep. Was it John Sousa? John uh, Sousa. It's Philip Sousa? Yeah. Sousa. John Philip Sousa. John maybe. Philip Sousa's band was yeah. in town yeah. for the uh, newly Bunch of tubas. Uh, christened Fauché Tower that uh, still stands to this day, mm-hmm. but not nearly the tallest building oh, God, no. in Minneapolis. It's a hotel now, is it not? I think it's some sort of... Did you see where the Hilton, the largest hotel in Minneapolis, is up for auction? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm? Good Lord. Mm-hmm. But it's due to the pandemic. Oh, I saw something on the little guy that I meant to... Uh, You're talking about Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry? Yeah. Shoot. The little guy. No, it was to the point where I almost felt sorry for him. Was he wearing his mom jeans again? Uh, no. Oh. Somebody on social over the weekend was talking about how some restaurant down there was crowded, and they were uh, the whole reason for the, I don't know, tweet or post or whatever it was... Was to mock people like you. Why me? Who say that Minneapolis is empty and dead and nobody oh, wants to go there. I sure. think it was a post-game celebration. Did the Wolves play over the weekend? They might have. I yeah. think I saw the same thing that you were. Yeah. They yeah. were on the road, though, I thought, in Utah. Well, maybe it was a Viking. No, the Vikings were in Detroit. What am I talking yeah, about? It was some, something of that nature. Sure. Yeah. Well, the story was, if I'm remembering correctly, he was lamenting the loss of the Marshalls and the Hiltons up for auction. He said, we're putting together another, I'm paraphrasing, we're putting together another group to study this and increase the shopping experience. And we, we hope for more retail stores and small businesses like pet care situations and all this. And I'm thinking, you poor bastard. You're, you want to. You are so in over your. This head. was a once thriving, thriving metropolis, to the point where national television came in here and based a show here what, with what, Mary Tyler Moore throwing her hat in the air. You are rocking and rolling, and this city is dead. What you're, you sound like some hippie that's been eating gummies. You poor bastard. It's his fault. No, I know, but I almost felt sorry no, for him. No, you so do, no, no, no. You don't feel sorry Kenny's for him. Right. He put him. It's his fault. Bricks he and mortar. Let the city burn. His death nail was bricks and, and mortar. And one of the financial firms is uh, three thousand of their employees are going to work from home. They're not coming back downtown. 
and the whole thing is a, is is destroyed. The left has destroyed the country's cities closest to the tallest buildings. They they've destroyed it. If the election were tomorrow, he'd get elected again. Yep, hands down. Yeah, and you'd have to root for it because he'd be running against some real strong comedy. <laughs> even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. We kick your ass again. Yeah. <laughs> we all voted. Uh, GLers, do us a favor if you haven't. Signed up for the Garage Logic Town Council and join everybody in all the fun that we're having before the show, after the show, in between segments. You can also see us on the Garage Logic YouTube page, where there we are posting daily content for your amusement. And you can follow us on all of our social media channels. Garage Logic is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And downloading the Pod MN app gives you the chance to win prizes just by listening to the show. That's what I want in my downtown a place to get my dog washed. <laughs> How about your mom jeans? Place to wash your mom jeans? Pull them way up there, little guy. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen. And galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at Gravitationally Bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.